Welcome to MX Matters, where we discuss all things related to media experience and the trends that are shaping today's visual economy. My name is Sam Brace, and I'm the director of customer education for Claudinary. And in this episode, we're going to be focusing on developers and those that are working with software, working with websites, building mobile apps, and having to work with media, such as images and videos. Joining me for this episode will be Mickey Gordon, and he's a product manager at Cladinary. What he's going to discuss with me deals with what we call our SDKs, also known as software development kits. And this is essentially a way for developers to work within their preferred language, preferred framework, such as Node.js, React, Angular, Vue, Python, and many more, and work with our APIs in that language. What Mickey and the team have done over the course of 2020 and will be doing throughout 2021 is focusing on ways to improve our SDKs to make it easier for developers to work with media. So let's get into this interview with Mickey and have him showcase everything that's happened and everything that's planned with Cloudinary's SDKs. Mickey, welcome to the program. Hi, Sam. Very happy to be here today. I'm happy to have you here too, because this is a topic that I think is going to be a huge initiative for us, even moving into 2021. But the groundwork for all of this, of course, was done in 2020, where what we're talking about is the updates to our existing SDKs and even some new SDKs that we're developing that are going to be getting these new versions that you and the product team are ultimately working on, providing a much better developer experience than what our developers may have seen with previous or current versions of the SDKs. It's something that my team's very tied to, I know your team's very tied to, and I think ultimately this is going to be a massive benefit for our various people that are using Cloudinary. Definitely. So in the Cloudinary, where our main market is developers, we always try to innovate, challenge ourselves, and continue to bring both new frameworks and also some new development languages to wrap our vast set of capabilities and features, and also to improve the existing SDK's developer experience. So as you mentioned, during this year, developer experience was our leading guideline. And we have put a lot of focus around thinking of ways how we can improve it for the developers that are using the platform and how we can help them manage their media better, especially around the creation of various transformation and see how we can make it more intuitive and improve the ease of use. Absolutely. And of course, all of the things are extremely important to make sure that when you're developing, you don't want to have to be stuck or having to be slowed down anyway. You want to get that app, you want to get that piece of code written and done in the right ways. So the more that we can be helping streamline that process, ultimately, that makes for a much better developer experience, as you just said. So moving into the first portion of what we've done for our new SDKs, we're really looking at a case where we're transitioning a lot of what we've done with strings over to what we're calling URL builders. Mickey, what does that ultimately mean? Yeah, so basically the approach we took is an action-oriented approach, which what it actually means is now when you're trying to create a new transformation, as a developer, you would require much less knowledge and understanding of the cloud in a URL language. So in V1, 
you would have passed the different transformation actions and qualifiers as a string that you can see in the upper example here in the code snippet, which would require you to know what they are, probably often visit the doc site during your onboarding process to the platform. And in V2, which is the bottom example, we moved out from those strings into what we call URL builders. This way, the transformation cre creation is much more guided by the ID. It's much more fluent. You just start from the resource type, then you add the relevant action, you add the relevant qualifier on that action, so on and so forth. And you raised a good point that in many cases, what we have seen as a very common tactic that our developers that are using Cloudinary, they'll have it where they're working in their IDE or they're working in their text editor, and then they're moving over to the docs and we're kind of going this back and forth motion because they're wanting to make sure that the language that's being used and make sure the way that they're building everything is being consistent. And now what's of course great with this that I can see is that we ultimately don't have to have such a back and forth motion. A lot of this is going to be created with assistance within the IDE, thanks to everything that the SDK is able to provide. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what these URL builders allows us is to add some discoverability for the developer. So as you can see in the next example, Sam, as now the developer gets an auto-completion via his ID when he builds his transformation. So he starts, like you can see here, from the image, he passes the public ID, and then his onboarding process is much quicker. He see all the different actions in front of him. Same goes for the parameters they get, or qualifiers in our language, and even provides him a wider view of what our service has to offer around the transformation world that maybe some of those things he was not even aware of. And I, I completely agree because that's the wonderful thing about Cloudinary and all the work that you're doing as well as the R&D team that's helping us with all, a lot of us is that there's so many various things you can do with your images and your videos within Cloudinary, especially with our vast APIs. So it's one of those cases where, as you mentioned, they might not know it's available. And now it makes it very clear that it is because we're constantly adding new transformations, new ways to be able to augment that image or that video in the way that you ultimately didn't know was possible, but definitely want to be able to do with Cloudinary. So I love that this feature is there. Yeah, exactly. A user can, he understand he wants to try some sort of a visual effects on his assets, for example. So he went, he read about a specific effect, he tried it out. Now he can see what other effects are in the, on the platform. He tries them out, he get different URLs out, but he can very quickly go through them, observe, and maybe find something that is even more suitable for him. Now, one thing that I also really love about what has been done with this SDK development is that ultimately, if you are in a case where you have been developing with version one of any of our SDKs, we're going to make sure that nothing really breaks along the way. It's going to be where you can easily migrate or still use version two, or if you are using version two, everything that you built to version one will be able to still be used. You're not going to create 404s. You're not going to create ultimately error codes when you have this in this way. Everything is just now being written in a slightly different way, built in a slightly different way that will make things easier for you in the development process. But the delivery side of it, it ultimately is a case where much of it stays the same. There are going to be some slight differences between how URLs might be structured, but the end result of that same image is going to look the same to the end user, that person that's visiting the website or the app that you're working on. Exactly. So if you're listening to us, you're 
a current user, don't worry. If you're <laughs> the transformation URLs you've created in the past and embedded into your website still work, work amazingly, just like they did before this change. New developers would benefit from the new SDKs and the new action-oriented approach for the existing developers. So for your new transformation, you can use the new action-oriented approach and we can help you. And we have a great migration guide. And if you want to do the migration for the V2, so we can assist with this happily. So the changes, like you mentioned, Sam, are around, more around the way that we create the URLs in the SDK. We did improve the structure of the URL that is created, but it does not affect the outputted image. So as you can see, we now split the different actions into different sections within the URL, but it's just a visual change to the URL. Both of them generate exactly the same image. So on the first example, we took an image, we scaled it to a 400 or a 400 image, added some blur effect. And as you can see in the output of the URL, which is commented out, all of this transformation are in one section between two slashes. And the URL, which does exactly the same transformation in V2. So you can see that first we scaled it to 400 and 400. And then in a different section, we added the effect. This is just for adding clarity to the output and to make it more readable for a person that tries to read what the transformation is doing. I think this is a very good way to go about doing it as well, because at least looking at previous versions of the SDK, something like where you can see the effect of blurring the overall image that's been put in there, it could have technically been placed in lots of different areas when you're just writing the URL out. But now this ensures that by doing this, the effect that's saying all of this is going to now have a blur effect to it is kind of being put at the end of the overall set of transformations. So I like the, the ultimate order that's happening here because it makes it as you're saying, much more easy to read the output and say what is happening to this image or to this video from Cloudinary. Now, looking at all of this, I, now we can see that we have this action-oriented approach. We can see how the IDE is going to be helping us do auto-completion. We have that assurance to know that backward compatibility is possible. Let's take a chance to step back and see how this is all done. So would, do you want to walk us through an example? Yeah, definitely. I would be happy to do so. So I think the best way to emphasize what we did is starting from the basics, from our URLs. So here, a beautiful image of a lake. So let's see what our URLs do. So let's take, and uh, let's say we want to crop this image. We'll use the crop mode. We'll crop it to a 400 or a four, on a 400. Image, you can see it's cropped now. Now let's add like a blur effect. You can see it's blurred now and let's eventually rotate the image, A for angle, by 90 degrees. So you can see we have the same image cropped to a smaller size, blurred and rotated by 90 degrees. Now, this is one way doing it via the URL requires understanding the language, uh, reading the docs. Now let's go and move to the ID. So in V1, what we had is we built a Cloudinary URL. We took the image, we passed an array of transformations, um, width 400, height 400, the crop mode, which was crop, the blur effect, and the angle. In V2, let's just comment this one out. In V2, what we can do 
we take Cloudinary. Now we want to create a new image, right? It suggests me to insert the public ID. I let it, same image. Now, let's see what I, what I can do. I have all the actions that I wanna do here. What I wanna do is I wanna crop it. So I can have two ways to crop it. Crop is a pretty common action. So we have an alias for it. We can just use crop best 400 or 400, which will work. But I wanna show you the canonical way, which is the way to build uh, all of the actions. So you can have crop, crop is from the crop set family. You can choose what mode of crops you want. I insert the crop mode. Now I will pass uh, 400 or 400, right? Now what I wanna do, I wanna create an effect. Let's see what effects I can have. You have a very long list of the effects that Cloudinary can offer. So we wanna use the blur effect. Now we said we want to rotate the image. Now it's, it tells me, please insert the rotation angle. So I will add 90. That's it. Now let's see, let's echo the output. Let's see what it gets me. Here is the output. Here it is. Take a look. This is generated by my SDK. Here is what I did manually. Exactly the same asset, exactly the same delivered image. The only difference is, as you can see in the structure, here I did it in a single section in the URL. Here it broke it down. Uh, in a logical way. Here we have the blur in a different section and the angle in a different section, just for clarity's sake, for the user to understand better what are the order of the different actions that were ran. So this is, I think, the best way to see how we started from an image component. Then we tried out the various action that the ID suggested that it even told us uh, what are the relevant qualifiers we should pass? And here is our output. And what I loved about what you were showing is that it, it really shows how the IDE can be so helpful because as you, we were going through and doing every single portion of that build, it was where it was providing suggestions as we were going through. I mean, I remember seeing where when you were applying the blur effect, he was indicating like, what strength do you want the blur effect to be? Now we're putting it in at a default value, but it is where if I didn't know that I could potentially weaken or strengthen the blur, this system was actually providing me with some details, say this is a possibility and I could have, you could have done that in that way. So I think there's lots of great things that you were able to demonstrate just through this alone. I would think that if I was a developer working on something that had to use Cloudinary, this alone would make sure that I'm not missing something in the steps or the processes. Exactly. So for every action, for every parameter, we have we have doc strings, which, like you mentioned, they elaborate on what it does. They show the values and the ranges, and really assist the developer to go less to the docs and work faster, and create his transformation and deliver his images faster and quicker. And what is a really good thing for people to see is that what you were demonstrating, of course, was utilizing PHP. 
So in terms of the SDKs that we're focusing on first, that to me probably means that that's probably the first server-side SDK that's going to be seeing this new V2 syntax and language. Yeah, so this is the first, but definitely not the last. This is like where we started our journey. A lot of PHP users, a lot of PHP developers, we wanted to put a big focus there to bring the news. And we'll soon get to our plans later this year around all the big surprises we're planning for all of our developer community. And it's a great segue. I think this is a great way for us to start getting into that. One of the things that I think is extremely exciting about what we're doing with the new SDK development, and we showed PHP, of course, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. But what's one thing that's kind of a nice teaser for 2021 is that we're actively working on a V2 version of our JavaScript SDK. And those that have worked with JavaScript in many ways know that when you are calling any of those front-end SDK packages that we have, you want them to be in a way that's not going to ultimately hurt the page load time in any way. And this is something that we're continuing to really, really optimize and spend a lot of time really to make sure that these packages that we provide to you are as lightweight as possible. So Mickey, obviously that, that's one major reason for doing this, but one thing that I also see here that's interesting that took me a little bit of time to fully understand is this concept of tree shaking. Do you want to talk through that? Yeah, sure. So first of all, a huge, huge thing for our front-end developers. The V2 version of our JavaScript SDK, which by the way, is already in beta. If you guys Incredible. Can try it, yeah. Um, and will be officially re released in around a quarter alongside with all the different front-end uh, frameworks such as Angular, React, Vue, all of them, stay tuned. You can now decide what part of the SDK you bring with you in the build, which results in a much smaller bundle size. Let's look at this example. If all I need is just resizing an image using my fill mode and delivering it with quality auto, all I do is I import those two together with the transformation image module. I shake the rest of the JavaScript code. This is a, a term called tree shaking. I take all the code, the dead code basically that they don't need, I shake it down and that's it. It is just not built and it's not part of the package. So from in V1, this transformation you can see on the left, which was a 132 kilobyte package, which I had to load to create it. In V2, it's just 5.9 kilobyte for the exact same transformation, which is very, very big news for our developers. It really is because, I mean, something that we constantly say at Cloudineer, I feel like our support teams must say at least 10 times in tickets to when we're talking with developers is that you really should care about bandwidth and you should really care about file size because when it comes to not only making sure that you're not consuming too much, but it also creates such a better user experience when you're paid loads so lightning fast and making sure that also there's lots of providers like Google and others that are looking at this in terms of scores to say like, is this site optimized? Is this optimized for search? So they really do take a massive consideration in lots of different ways on how your pages load. So this alone, taking it from 132 to 5.9 kilobytes, that's such a big reduction in size. But ultimately the same result of what you wanted to get accomplished as a developer. So I think this is, in my opinion, everything that you're doing, Mickey, is wonderful, but this was one where I was just saying, 
this is going to make such a massive impact because so much of what's being done for development nowadays is being driven by front end development, where you have people that are making that investment, as you said, into Angular, into Vue, into React, and they are really trying to find out how to become more involved with Jamstack driven development. So I think this is one way to make sure that we're doing that and keeping people on the cutting edge of everything that's happening with technology. Yeah, and you just grow with what you need. For example, now you're using Cloudinary for a specific use case, like later on you will need to use it for different use case. You just bring the other actions you need. You just bring the small delta you need. The package is still small and relevant just with your specific needs. Incredible. So we've shown the PHP version in this case where this is something that's available now. You can start working on it now. And as you also said, there are wonderful migration guides that are in our documentation. So if you've spent years working with our V1 SDK for PHP and you want to start migrating or start trying out V2, there's lots of ways to get into that. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more. But we can also see here that there's lots that are planned, but there's also one that's available that's V2 that's for our mobile audience too. Uh, uh, yes. So we have PHP and Kotlin already available, which is awesome. JavaScript and Go are already in beta, which means you can definitely and should definitely try them out. And we plan to add during this year also Flutter and React Native which is a very, very big year and exciting year for us and for our developers. And what I love about this list is that looking at what we focused on, because now PHP, I mean, frankly, it's an older language, but it's one that so much development has been done on. So now it's showing that we're investing in server-side languages still. We're not moving away from that in any way, but it also shows that Kotlin, that's new it, it's mobile focused it's for android developers but we're making that investment so you can see like with this mix it's not where we're saying this is only for one type of developer for only the full stack for only the back end for only the front end it's where we are making a mass investment for all shapes and sizes of developers however you see yourself whatever development environments you want to start working with we are making that investment with v2 versions of sdks so I'm very, very excited to see what product's doing with this overall initiative. Yeah, so like you said, we know that we have a big community and we are supporting everyone. We are keeping the support with the, uh, like you said, a bit older and more widely used and distributed frameworks, but we keep on going and developing new things new frameworks, supporting new technologies. And that's good. I mean, honestly, it's one of those things where a lot of times it's very easy for companies to keep moving forward without looking back. And I think it's where it's not saying that PHP is old news. It, it's more of saying that if you have a development environment, we don't want to abandon you in any way. So I think that's a, a wonderful mentality that the product team overall Cloudinary has done embracing all shapes and sizes of development environments and those that are coming in with all different types of experience. So this is good. So Mickey, now that we've shown them how it works, we've talked about the overall strategy behind this upgrade cycle that we're going to be doing for all of these frameworks, all of these languages, 
if people want to learn more, as we're emphasizing here, probably documentation is a great place to start. Yes, so I encourage all of you developers, go and try it. Seriously, you saw the benefits just briefly today. It's amazing. Go try it out. Not just the PHP release, also the amazing SDKs we have in beta. Go ahead, download them. Take a look at our getting started guides and you can manage, edit, manipulate, and deliver your media in no time. And what's great is you can also see here that we have lots of resources as this initiative keeps rolling out. We're going to have a lot more that you can even use to start embracing this overall process because we're going to have training courses that are going to be built between our R&D team, our product team, our customer success team. We're going to have lessons to make sure migration goes smoothly. And of course, our docs team, on top of all of the really great technical writing that they're doing, there's going to be blog posts that are going to help author step-by-step -step tutorials. So just like we're showing here, we don't want to abandon anybody. We want to keep sure that we're keeping people lockstep with everything that we're doing. We'll make sure that for you to be part of this process, we're going to do everything we can to make sure it goes as smoothly as possible. And also a way for you to make sure that you see all the major benefits that we're providing with these SDKs. Mickey, it has been so good to talk to you about all of this, and I can't wait to have you back to be able to talk about once we finally release the JavaScript SDK out of beta and all of the other languages and other things that you guys are doing to help with that overall developer experience. So thank you again. Thanks a lot for having me. Can't wait to see all the new developers try it out, give their feedback, and enjoy the fruits of uh, the work uh, we did in 2020. If you liked what you saw in this episode, we have so much for you. So take time to go through Cloudinary's documentation, all the blog posts, and all the other materials dealing with our brand new SDK versions. You'll find all of those in the show notes of this episode, regardless of where you are watching or listening to it. Now, of course, if you are watching this in our Cladinary Academy, we're so happy about that because we spend a lot of time developing material for you in terms of courses and classes and tutorials and other educational resources on using Cloudinary. So as a way to thank you for watching on the Academy, if you share the link of the episode in the Academy on your preferred social network, whether that's Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or something else, we will increase your plans credits by one credit. That will help you with just a little bit more bandwidth, a little more storage, a little more transformations to help you with that next big project you're working on. All you have to do is just simply share the link of where you shared it to our support team. Just email them at support at cladinary.com. Also, if you're watching this somewhere else other than the Cladinary Academy, that's great too. Just make sure while you're there, you're liking the content, subscribing, and maybe even leaving a comment. We love to hear from you. Of course, on behalf of all of us from Cloudinary, thank you for watching this episode of MX Matters. And we hope to see you back for the next one, where we discuss all things related to media experience and the trends that are shaping today's visual economy. See you then.